Grace and mercy and peace be with you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. These are my baseball cards from when I was a kid. Uh, not all of them. I have more boxes at home where the baseball cards are just, they're just thrown into the box, all laying loose in there. I don't quite know what's in the box, but I do know what's in this one because this is my album. This is where I put the special cards, the ones that I thought would be worth something, ones I wanted to take care of and, and collect. And just recently, I rediscovered my baseball cards. They've been in the basement for a while, <laughs> and I haven't really opened this binder for a good solid two decades, but it kind of piqued my interest recently, and I got thinking, I wonder if any of these cards are worth anything. So I punched it up online, and you can go card by card searching for the brand and the year and the player, and did you know this? I have a card in here that's worth nine cents. I have another one worth 11 cents. I have one worth four cents. And then I got to the card. The card. The card that is worth some money. Now I'm just wondering, is there anyone sitting out there that sight unseen would be willing to come up here and offer me $2,000 for my album of cards. Anyone? No? Well, you can look through it after, because you don't know exactly what's in here, but the card. My best card is a Barry Bonds rookie card. Four bucks. <laughs> and if only he hadn't done steroids, maybe it'd be worth something more. I don't know. What I, got, what I found when I was looking through the value of these cards was this. So, uh, these cards, they're only worth what somebody's willing to pay for them. And what I got realizing was that's actually the case with any possessions, any property, is it not? The things that you own that are your possessions, your property, they're valuable to you because they're valuable to you. But if you try to offer that to somebody else and have them buy it from you, and maybe you've tried this before where you thought something was valuable and you tried to sell it, and everybody says, I'm not going to pay that. The things that you have are valuable to you because you're willing to pay for it, but your things are only as valuable as somebody else is willing to pay for them. I think it's fair to say that everybody in this room, no matter how old you are, you own something. You have belongings. These things that you own are your property. Now, some of you actually own property, land. Some of you own very nice houses. Some of you own very full uh, uh, retirement accounts. Some of you own a pair of socks. <laughs> Regardless of what you own, you own something. And that something that you own is called property. Now, I want you to give me a thumbs up if you're willing. Can you give me a thumbs up like this, please? I'm not doing it until everybody does it. And say, property is a good word. Property is a good word. Property is a good word. If you want to 
If you want to wink while you're doing it, you can. Because property is a good word. We're doing a sermon series. Uh, We started it last week called Good Words. The Bible is filled with metaphors, uh, word pictures, to describe the, the vastness of this good news of salvation and life that we have in Jesus Christ. These are good words, and so uh, today our good word that we're looking at is property. And the good news is that you are God's property. Each week we're going to have a key verse for you, and it's printed on the front of your bulletin. Uh, today's key verse is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 uh, and 10. It says this, You are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. That's the key word, a people for his own possession. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You are a people for God's own possession. You are God's property. Don't worry, this is a good thing. And it's good for three reasons that I want to share with you today. You are God's property, therefore you belong. You are God's property, therefore you have purpose. You are God's property, therefore you are rich. We're going to look at each of these one at a time today. So first of all, you are God's property, therefore you belong. Many of you may not feel like you belong. Or at a certain time or stage of life, you felt like you didn't belong. Maybe it was when you were in school. Some of you kids that are, you know, a couple of week and a half, two weeks into school, maybe you feel this way. Maybe there's a group of kids, a group of friends even, where you're just like, ah, I don't think I fit. I feel like I don't belong. Some of you maybe have had the experience where you felt like you didn't belong in a church or in a Christian community. Maybe because of your past or your present struggles with sin, your experiences, maybe Maybe unfortunately and wrongly, someone, Christian, told you that you don't belong or you can't belong. Maybe some of you have even had a broader experience just in life in general and said, I, do I belong here? Do I belong in this life? You belong. This is the good news. You're God's property, therefore you belong to the God who is above all things. You belong. If if a friend group isolates you and sets you aside, I tell you, you belong to God and his family. If a church or a Christian group somehow wrongly told you that you can't belong because of the sins of your past, I tell you that God does not reject you. You belong. 
And if it feels like the world is just outside of your grasp, if you're struggling to figure out if you belong here, you do. If the world sets you aside, God will never leave you nor forsake you. You belong. You belong to God. You are God's property. You belong to Him. And this is good news. This is good news. The Bible talks often throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament that people belong to Him. And every time that God says, you are my people, it's also included with the promise that you're His treasure. You're precious. You belong. He loves you and cares for you. This is what the Bible demonstrates, that when God possesses something, that he loves it and he treasures it. I told you my baseball cards are only worth what somebody is willing to pay me for them. Property is only worth what one is willing to pay for it. Jesus paid for your life with his life. Jesus exchanged it all, gave up it all for you so you can have life and have it to the full. You belong. You've heard it said, what's one man's trash is another man's treasure. Some of you pack rats know that well. What's one man's trash is another man's treasure. Some of you may feel at times in life like you belong in the trash, like you don't belong, like you've been cast and set aside. The good news is God in his grace is a dumpster diver, (laughs) and he's reclaimed you and purchased you from the heap of sin and considered you to be his treasured possession, from trash to being a treasure. You are God's property. You belong. And that's a good word. Second of all, you are God's property. Therefore, you have purpose. If I've heard it once, I've heard it many times. One of the things I have spent a lot of time with a lot of people on is figuring out what their purpose is in life whether life in general or just trying to figure out what's my purpose in this moment, in this phase of life, in this situation? What's my purpose? A lot of us struggle with this question. I'm sure you have at times. We struggle with this question, what's my purpose, when we try to manufacture purpose for ourselves or when we look to the world for our purpose. But when we recognize that God owns us and we are his property and he has purpose for us as his property, then the pieces start to make sense. You belong to God. You're his property. He's paid a price for you. Guess what? He has purpose for you. We read in 1 Peter 2, 9, says this, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is your purpose. You belong to God. 
He has won you to be his prized possession, brought you from trash to be treasure, brought you from darkness into light. I'm imagining that all of you at some point have saved money for something, for something big. And, and you saved up that money for something big because you had big plans for the thing you were going to buy. You had a purpose in mind for the thing you were purchasing, correct? Well, God purchased and won you back from sin, death, and the devil. Not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death. He brought you back. He brought you back from death to life, from darkness to light, from trash to treasure, for this purpose to proclaim his excellencies in this world. When you recognize this, that in your everything and in your everywhere, there's opportunity to live in the light of Jesus and to speak of the life of Jesus and to proclaim how God has rescued and redeemed you, you will see that in everything and in your everywhere there is incredible purpose, not that you created, but that God gave to you. My baseball cards, they've been sitting on a shelf in my basement for a long time. They've moved from city to city with me. I haven't done much with them. But how do they get purpose? I, the owner, give it to them. Today, they're serving as a sermon illustration to you, <laughs> right? I don't know. I mean, I could go probably with tossing them in the trash, but as soon as I opened it up, floods of memories of my brother and I and our friends trading and exchanging and paying attention to these sports figures and all these wonderful memories flooded into my mind. And if nothing else, the purpose of these is to remind me of those good days and I can share those stories with others as well. Long story short, I can do whatever I want with this because it's mine. I determine the purpose. God has determined your purpose to proclaim his excellencies in this world. You have purpose. Finally, you are God's property, therefore you are rich. Pastor, I'm not rich. I don't own anything but a pair of socks. <laughs> Pastor, I'm not rich. I, it may look like we have money, but we're faking it. Uh, we're in debt up to our eyeballs. Just a side note, if this is a situation that you find yourself in where you are struggling with material wealth or struggling to pay bills or any of those sorts of things, our church is here for you. Okay, this is just a side note. We have a fund established. We can help you. Just reach out. Okay, we're here to help you. But that's a side note. We're not talking about material wealth here in this sermon. When I say you're rich, we're not talking about material wealth. We're not talking about how much you own in this world. Your wealth in God's sight and for eternity is not determined by the uh, uh, the mass in your bank account or by how many toys you've accumulated in this earth. You can be materially rich and still poor. And you can be materially poor 
and still be rich. Your wealth in God's sight and for eternity is determined by him who has all riches. And he has said to you, you are my riches. You're rich because you're his riches. You're treasured because you're his treasure. You are infinitely rich in God's grace. You're a prized possession. You are his special treasure, his precious jewels. Your account is filled to overflowing with life in Christ. You have life to the full. Your, 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 your life, your account in God is not bankrupt. It is filled to the brim and overflowing. Christ exchanged his riches for your poverty. The Apostle Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might, became, might become rich. Christ exchanged it all for you. Though he was rich, he became poor. Though you were poor, now you are rich. You are God's property. You belong, you have purpose, you are rich. This week, I encourage you to live as one who is God's property. To live with the encouragement that you belong, that you have purpose, and that you're rich. Each week, we're going to be giving you a key verse. It's printed on the front of your bulletin. My challenge to you, and as families, commit this verse to memory. Okay? You can take the bulletin home. We have plenty for the next service you want to take it home, hang it up somewhere, work on it as a family. In Sunday school, the kids will be learning this. In life groups, you'll be processing it more. Commit it to memory. And then next week, commit the next one to memory. And finally, it's this. These good words, these good words are words that you use in your everyday language, concepts that are present in the world. The idea of property, it's everywhere. So I want you to be thinking, next time you talk about property, Next time you think about property, I want you to think about how you're God's property. Next time you spend money on something, be reminded that Christ gave up his life for you. And next time you tend and care for a piece of your property, remember that God tends and cares for you. You are God's property. Therefore, you belong. Therefore, you have purpose. Therefore, you are rich. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.